today I am sitting down with a member of the infamous Brownfish, a singer-songwriter, a youth advocate program director, Browntown Civic Act Association's vice president, and former Williamson, Delaware city council candidate. Unfortunately, my brother did not win that in Jahidi Smith. Greetings. How you doing, my brother? How you doing, man? Um, I'm well, thank you. That's a lot of accolades and accomplishments in that intro. You know? I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, just, just we, we um, you know, m- most of us out there, we're, we're doing so many beautiful things and, and, and sometimes we don't stop to actually write it down, you know. Yeah, but if you did, you'd be like, hey, you know, let's step there too. That's all right. That's yeah. what I'm here for. It reminds you what yeah. you're doing. So let's let's start from the beginning, man. Um, tell, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, I know you were born to two Haitian immigrant parents, and y'all moved to the Bronx. Is that is that how the story goes? N- no. Well, some of it is correct. So uh, well, correct. Uh, um. So my my parents are Jamaican. Okay. Yeah. So they met here in in well met in the Bronx, New York, and um. Um, I was I, that's where I was born in, in New York. Um, spent summers, my summers in Jamaica, a couple of them in North Carolina, and then um, then I moved to a place called Bucks County, Pennsylvania, which is like uh, the suburbs. And then uh, went there for high school, middle school, high school, and then went to came to Baltimore. Okay. Went to Coppin State College, and then lived here for 21 years, and now I live in. Wilmington for the last five years. So all those different places, how did they affect you in your uh, development musically? Um, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to tell because um, you, you know, because you're not really documenting it and paying attention really how you should. You don't really know. You just make up a story when you get older, whatever storyline you want to pitch to people, right? Okay. But 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 like. I, like I give you something very small that always meant something to me. So growing up, I didn't have the strongest relationship with my father, um, my biological father, um, which I normally like say my father. Or, well, anyway, my biological father. And but the moments that we did have, um, he was a trucker. He used to drive trucks, okay. and so my dad would listen to country music. And I remember a couple times um, in terms of music. Um, him singing songs, country Willie Nelson songs and whatnot, and and because I yearned to have a relationship with him, just because he said it, made me want to pay attention to it. Sparked your interest. You, you know what I mean? And so what I got out of country music, you know, I tell people I do world country reggae soul. Mm-hmm. What I get out of country music is lyrics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And even on certain levels, you know, when we talk about, you know. People sometimes see me wearing this hat and they be like, you're wearing a cowboy hat. You know, you're a black cowboy. Let me just say something, right? There's never been a time that a white man has accepted a job that he was called a boy, right? Cowboys, cowboys are black. Right. <laughs> you know, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's... A lot of people got to do the history, you know? Right. <laughs> Bus boy. Uh, I don't care any word you add in boy to the end of it. He, he was black, right? right? I, I understand. Um... But um, so yeah, so the lyrics. I fell in love with the lyrics, and then also he he had given me a car, and when he used to come and pick me up, he used to play this cassette of um, I forget their names, but it's like uh, early ska, lovers rock ska, reggae music, mm. right? So really, all of that don't make no sense because ska and reggae is two different styles. But we just say like like nineteen sixties reggae music, okay. 
So he had a, 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 a tape. And so I fell in love with listening to that. And once again, it's like, it's real lyrics, you know, real to the point. I love you and you make me feel. It was real basic type stuff, you know what I mean? Um, so I know that those those minor things meant a, a, a lot to me, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of, you know, uh, in Jamaica, you know, my, my family's Seventh-day Adventists. So... Okay. I didn't grow up listening to popular music per se, mm. per se. You know what I mean? What I grew up mostly catching was um, what my brother called. What what I mostly ca- uh, caught was like um, gospel music and singing together. You know what I mean? Like that that meant something to hear people singing together. You know right. what I mean? Um, but you know, in New York, you know, it's so many West Indians there. That, and then I grew up my, my stepfather, who was Grenadian. Okay. So I actually listened to soca music every single day. Okay. Every Mighty Sparrow, Arrow, uh, I, Tiger, you know what I mean? Like, like, and Mighty Sparrow is one of the greatest songwriters of all time that most people have never heard of. I, he, I'm going to look into it. All right, too. yeah. He, he's, he's a soca artist. He's like the, the king of soca. And then when you're talking about the king of certain musics, there aren't, unless it's a new music and soca isn't, there aren't that many kings that are still alive. Mm. Okay. He's one of the last kings living. That, that's living. I'd be like, yo, it's a music that everybody knows soca music. Everyone knows Calypso. You know what I mean? The king is still on the earth. He's still on the throne. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it, but he's still on. He's still here. You okay. know what I mean? He may, like, he may have stepped down from the, from the throne. Right, right, right. He's not, he not pumping out music like that, but he is still, like, hip-hop doesn't have his kings, rock and roll, so, um, jazz, so the young soca artist mm-hmm. can seek him out for wisdom. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it would it be the equivalent to, um, you know, in that world, like you, they would have grown up knowing him. Like it's like second. He's like Bob Marley in a certain. But like, like you say, you know, like in the hip hop world, we can't we can't sit down with a, a cool Herc really, or you know, a Grandmaster K. They kind of like out of our reach. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in the soca world, could somebody get to? To him and and like absorb that wisdom directly. Oh yeah, they could if you wanted to. I'm sure you could. You know, fame is different in the islands. Like it, you're just a human being. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not, not gonna so be isolated. No, you're not gonna find people chasing you, even though you're that level. You know what I mean? Like I imagine there's certain artists that would have a difficult time walking in America mm-hmm. if you're in Jamaica. People would say something to you, they would acknowledge you, but you wouldn't need no bodyguards, you know. Okay. But yeah, they, he's a knowledgeable person, man. So, so yo, music, you know, you ask a question about music and you start going off to all these other things and whatnot, this beauty of music. But um, so, yeah, so that's kind of living in those different places, you know, it was influenced by different types of music and whatnot. I never really got into hip hop, really. I couldn't understand it. Okay. I couldn't hear. I didn't know what the words they were actually saying. And that's that's weird to me because when I think of you, I think of you as as part of the hip hop group Brownfish. Like that's yeah. how I come to really know you from like Raw Dog. Do you remember that? Raw Raw DLC. Yeah. 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 I just saw Stacy the other day. Okay. Yeah. Like that was my people's uh Brian Smooth. Okay. People. So he was always telling me about Brownfish, like mm-hmm. you, you know, because I was doing music too. So he was like, "Yo, it's it's these guys you gotta listen to. You know, they're pretty good. You are gonna like them." And that's how I got introduced to you. And you know, even though you added the sort of the reggae element or you know that soulful, uh, I guess Caribbean vibe to mm-hmm. it, I still, you know, it just seemed like you were so. 
integral part of that group that right, right. hip hop would be something that you you know that would be a part of you like that. I don't understand. Yeah, it, it, like nah, it, it wasn't. You know what I mean? Because um, my brother, my younger brother, a year and eight days younger, Kenyon, is the one who introduced me to hip hop. You know what I mean? Like when I would hear it on, and I lived in the Bronx. I was there. You know what I mean? You right. know what I mean? So like I was in school. Like I don't remember people coming back and being like, oh, this artist is. It was still very much like Michael Jackson and Prince. They were the mega. You know what I mean? For and my mother's, my mother and father didn't play it in the house. Okay. They weren't. That wasn't their culture. My mom didn't play music at all unless it was something on Saturday. And my dad played soca every single day. So hip hop just never was played in in my house, you know. And so my brother introduced me to Big Daddy Kane, Special Ed, and so they're my first artists that I love. You know what I mean? Because that's what he. They some good, you know, introductions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's he he gave that to me, but I couldn't understand it. Like graffiti, I couldn't understand. Like looking at graffiti, I don't know what that's saying. You know what I mean? My eyes couldn't pick it up, and my ears couldn't hear hip hop. So as Brown Fish started to. Um, come together and we're doing music and it was just all magical you know what I mean like you're talking about the, some of the bodies of work that we had the songs were literally we walk in a room God plays a beat I come up with a hook who got something we could go in there right now and record this you know what I mean so it's, there's no huge storyline behind how we got the bulk of our music it, it was just a beautiful energy and beautiful time it's a word I like to use it's, it's organic right yeah very, it was very organic and, and really fast you know and um, for, for, for a bunch of young artists without the proper guidance we didn't realize how special we were Right, so we just thought it was sort of like normal because all of our friends came to our home and all of our friends were dope. So you don't really, it's like everyone in your circle is good, so you think it's normal, but you're really operating on another level. Well, you guys made an impact because um, you know I was part of that second, I guess, class coming up, and mm-hmm. you know we we knew about Brownfish. Um, so working with Ooh and Derek like how, how was that process man um, RP anyway I know you miss yeah. your brother yeah yeah it's gonna be forever man every every, every moment's a different uh, reaction you know what I mean definitely the further you go away you cry less but you still cry right um, you know he, he and I he and I um, we Interesting thing is, my wife and I was just listening and watching the video of the very last time we recorded, and I, and I start at, at that part to answer your question. The last time we 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 recorded music together, so Ooh, myself and Pi, that was the bootleg one. That was Brown Fish with our producer Vertex. Right. Right. Um. By bootleg two, Pi was gone, and there was always other people around us. Mason Dixon. A slew of other artists, B Fly came in later that were always around us that um, also said Brown Fish, right? Right. Um, so he started, PI started writing books. So he came back up to, so he came back up to, um, to Baltimore to film, to release a book and to f- record a song and to shoot a video. So we went in to record the song. Now, the night before that, now, Ooze released two projects. I've released two projects. Now we're talking about, look, we need to start working on something together, right? So we're talking about really, literally, years had passed since we had worked together on a song. Right. We just had to, but we still performed. So it, it was like you don't realize 
you've drifted away from how you made music because you're still performing. We're still freestyling stuff. We're still, you know what I mean? So you don't, a certain aspect is drifting away, right? right? So we got into the studio the night before the last recording. We're in the studio and we're trying to work on something. And he's like, yo, this, that. And I'm like, nah, man, you need to get this, that, that, that. And we're like, yo. And I remember sitting there thinking, I was like, damn, yo, it's over. Mm. It's over, yo. Like, we, 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 are, we are at two different places of our... Um, to, to, to just say... Because the reality... Because I might have been being dramatic, but that's what the thought was. Because the reality is we still both had the skill set. If someone came and put a million dollars on the table and say, yo, write a song, we could have written a great song. Right. wasn't there anymore. But that, that knowing each other wasn't there anymore, right? And I remember thinking, damn, this is over, and the session was over, and that was it, right? And then so the next night, and not knowing... I don't think I knew that we were going to be doing a session of our PI calls. And he said, yo, look, come on over. I got a, a thing. I'm making about six, seven people. We're about to record. No, they cool, man. Six, seven people we're, we're about to record. Um, record us up. I love it, yo. I just saw them, yo. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Part and so, part and so. This is cool. It's cool, man. It's all right. I got the um, no, that's all good. That's all good. Yeah. B has the dongle. Um, so, the dongle um, so he calls and he's like, "Hey, look, we're recording a group song. Come on in." So we go in there, right? Right. The next night, and as soon as we get in there, boom, bump, bump, bump. We record the song, boom, everything goes smooth. And I'm thinking, less than 24 hours, I'm like, "Damn, we still do got it, yo." We just had to. It had to be a reason why we was gonna do that. And so we end up shooting a video for that song. And it's the last video and song that I recorded with O. And last video I have with O um, is P.I.'s release. And it, it's, it's so, I'm just so appreciative of it now, you know, and that the, the universe didn't let the last story on us doing music be that night where I'm like, it, it ain't there no more. I'm glad because uh, as you were telling the story, I was like, damn, man, that's a sad ending, man. You know, he just knew like it was over, man. And that was the end. Like, but no, we came back. So, you know, all right. Cool. Yeah, it was like it needed purpose. You know what I mean? Like, just be like, yo, make something. I was like, damn, after like, uh, you know, I don't know, six, seven years, I don't know. At that point, let me see if I can pinpoint it. So, bootleg three, that might be like 2000 and eight or something like that. So it might have been five, five years since we've been in the studio working on songs together. So, Brownfish. What does Brownfish actually mean? How did you guys come yeah. up with that name? So, so Brownfish was the beautiful thing about that story. So it's a, the group and rest in peace, ooh, rest in peace, Rudy, who just passed away, actually. So, um, TJ... Mason, a few other people, right? Brownfish is really there's over twenty people who, who have been in Brownfish, mm. so the difference becomes: Are you rec- have you recorded with us? So when it comes down to it, Brownfish in the latter years was me, Ooh, and Vertex. Okay, right. In the beginning, it was me, Ooh, Vertex, and, and Pi. Okay, everybody else is Brownfish family. We just Brownfish, you know what I mean? So, understand. so, um. 
So we all went, some of, most of us went to school together at Coppin. Okay. And so I knew them from up there. So they had a group called Lost Legacy or something like that, Lost Tribe. And I think Trick Daddy had a group with that name, so they had to change the name. Mm. So they're doing music. I'm secretly, really secretly, for real, because I wasn't sharing it with anyone, recording dub reggae songs in my dorms. Okay. Hmm. Right? So that's a whole album that I've never released as well, right? And, um, and so... Um, there's a night that they're they're going somewhere to perform, and I'm going to that place to perform. A friend of ours is putting it on. They had changed their name. Once they realized another group had their name, they changed their name to Brown Fish. And it comes from two things. One was that every Friday we'd have a fish, or they had a fish fry. Okay. And and then the, the, um, the other one was at the time, you know, um, smoking blunts mm. and the way that they would pinch it it looked like a, a brown fish so between them two names and then well put this way I probably shouldn't say it in that order but fish is an acronym okay. and so each one of those people that's why it's brown all caps F-I-S-H right so everyone had a different meaning for what fish meant mm. you know what I mean so um, U was forever I spit heat Okay. Um, Vertex was forever in Shirley's heart, which was his grandmother. I was forever. I stay humble. Um, I don't even remember everyone's at, at this at this point anymore. So, depending on, I can't really really tell you what's the t- which one came first. Okay. But in the, all the na- things that are connected to the name, it's all of that type of stuff. That's the story of the name, right? But for you, it was forever. I stay humble. And right, right, right. You stay true to that, brother. So hold on, real quick. So the night, first night they used the name Brown Fish, as they were going up, they was like, yo, come on, let's rock. Right. So we all performed as Brown Fish the very first night that the name was used. I didn't see those guys for nine months later. One day I'm driving, I see Rudy, who just passed away. I say, yo, Rudy, come to my place. I want to let you hear my dubs album. Okay. He listened. He's like, yo, you should rock with us, yo. I'm like, ah, right, come on, I'll go over there. From that very first date I was in. I already knew them from Coppin. Right. But after that, they were my brothers after that point. Yeah. So, 99 is when we started doing music together. And like I said earlier, it was just probably the first 10 songs were literally written out in... Maybe not every one, but you had some songs I know that we, we... The songs were written in about like six, seven minutes. Meaning the people already had verses. It only took the hook being created, and that was instantly. Okay. You know what I mean? It was beautiful, man. Um, I know both of you guys, you know, address the youth a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like you say, you, you met in cop, and also you became an educator. Mm-hmm. I notice a lot of artists also educate. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, what do you think is the correlation between education and art, or artistry? I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to remain focused for the rest of the conversation, but I be, but a couple things. One, because um, in the society, there's certain pathways for certain energies that just end up going through the teacher route, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, for people who are artists, having your summers off is great for your business. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know that's I mean? a plus, right? Yeah. Um, and. You know what I mean? And as an artist, there are more teaching jobs than really anywhere else that's going to be safe where you don't have to physically use your body. There's more of those jobs than that pay at that rate. You know what I mean? So so you're just going to find people who are naturally just going to that because they are in the art world and that society sets that up to be a good place to continue doing your art. 
and this this may speak to your spirit. Do you teach your actual art? Like, do you teach? You give guitar lessons? Nah, singing I, lessons. I'm really not a guitarist, man. I don't, most of the chords, I don't know what I'm playing. You know what I mean? I I never take a, a singing lesson. So, I what 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 you're getting from me is just straight songwriting and passion. You know what I mean? So okay, when did you pick up a guitar, and how did you kind of figure that out on your own? Then like. So, 99, I think I got my first guitar. It was just sat in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. And a couple times, random jam sessions with people, you know what I mean? And and beginning that process of writing, knowing how to freestyle songs. And then, um, then I went to the dub albums, where I'm literally buying CDs with just the lyrics, with, with just the, you know, the dub on there, right. the lyrics is gone. And I'm writing songs. I got the double decks uh, tape recorder, some recording over here, putting it over here. Old school. You know what I mean? <laughs> Doing the whole thing. Um, and then I picked up the guitar later on. Like So when I entered Brown Fish, I wasn't playing the guitar. Mm. You know, it wasn't until later on that I'm, I start fiddling around with it. And then I, then I just start going out. So for me, the first chord, the first song, one of the first songs... Um, you know, as soon as I figured out some chords, I started writing. And I was out performing it. In all of this, you just learned doing the humble. No no formal training. No. Nah, Ooh and I took a, a one hour a week for eight week course with like guitar center or something. And we went to like five sessions of that. You know what I mean? And um, I think there was something else that I did one time. But really, man, I'm I'm just pure um, songwriting and and. The, the passion, delivering those lyrics in a passionate way is what people are, are connecting, right? Because I'm not a, you know, the, there is there is mass growth potential for me because I don't know how to play the guitar really. Mm. I don't know how to sing. I don't know octaves and all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? If you listen to you, you wouldn't know the difference. I mean, I, when I listen to you, it, it well, seems to me like you know what you're doing when you hit strum that guitar. Yeah, there's something, there's something there, but it's hard for me to. Tr- I can't explain that to another person intelligently. Be like, oh, I came in with the D augmented, and then I, you know, t- 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 I can't tell you, I can't speak to you what's going on. You okay. know what I mean? Okay, I understand that. It, it, that's, I guess, that's part of your art. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I, I could learn. You know, I could learn. All right, all right. So. December 30th at Post Boys and Poets in D.C. Mm-hmm. What was the message behind that? Um, you know, wh- what were you trying to say in that particular concert? Because I know a lot of your concerts have meaning. You know, you, you, you have more than music that you present to people. Mm. Um, yeah, so December 30th. What year? That was, I believe, 2019. Okay, is there? Did I make a commercial for it? You did. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, you know, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and and, and look at it. There's very few. You're too busy, huh? Well, you know what? At some point, you you um, the there's certain things that if you do it at a certain um, you do it enough times, um, you evolve to another level of it. Right, so when when you're new into something, you you notice all of the parts. You know what I mean. So, I don't want to be too cryptic, but just to say that there's times when I'm performing, I don't know. Like when I go back and watch the video, I don't know I may have said certain things. Okay. You know what I mean. Like it, there's a mystical component of me performing. You know what I mean. That yeah. that is. 
that is not as um, thought out. But that commercial that I put together, it was just, and this as as artists, you have to create content. You know, really, nobody cares about your music. Who cares if you can write a good song? For real? Like, 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 if you're talking about you, an artist, and you want to express something out of you, which is why I went to music and then realized I could have been making money, right? right? Or then that's different. But if you say, hey, I want to live the life of someone who's on a stage, cars, that lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you, you don't have to have good music at all for that. You don't. You, you know what I mean? So, you don't. so that commercial was me creating content. And I and my good friend, Rebecca Dubois, Dubois I'm pretty sure um, she's the one who um, took those pictures. Um, she, um, um, I just put the commercial together. You know what I mean? As 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 content and but whatever I said in the commercial, you know what I mean? Like it was truly heartfelt. You know what I mean? And 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 I connected to it as a piece of art, like it was me writing a song. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, but I know the commercial. I don't recall what I said in particular. Okay. All right. Let's see. Now you threw me for a minute. I, as you were speaking, I had a question I wanted to ask you. Now I gotta think. All right. But um, can you tell me about your publishing? Now, I know you do a little bit of publishing. You publish your own book? No, no, no. I haven't, I haven't published a book. That's not true? All right. I'm going to have to look at my sources a little better now. Y'all got me. Now, there, there, there may be some books published with my name in it. Okay. Like, like, but I have never published a book. So why would your name be in a book? Because my lyrics for songs may have been published in the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, do I show my fact checking a little better? You know. <laughs> Listen, this you know that's that's uh, there's there's it's it's hard to really tell. You know, what I mean, with uh with social media, what you know prior to prior to me running for city council, if you had told me what my name, most people would never know what the name I was born with. Mm-hmm. There'd be no reason, you know what I mean? So, like, you can't even... You wouldn't be able to look that up online and see a picture of my face with that name. I didn't know your name. I knew your name was Jane Jihadi. You know what I mean? I never knew Ian Smith. And there's no... No way. Unless you went to Coppin. <laughs> yeah. If you went to Coppin, you knew that name. And there's quite a few people that went to Coppin that's still around. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? Um, or you went to... That's how I used to be able to place people. If they knew... With, whatever name or, you, you know, said you right. called me by. You okay. know what I mean? That's how, you know, and it was very helpful for me. At some point, man, just living in, a, in the same city and being at a certain threshold of popularity is hard to distinguish certain stuff. You're, you're, you're functioning in a different world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, your, your reality is different. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. All right. So this we do know for sure. Mm-hmm. The credit to your race clothing line. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Anything you want to say about that? Um, it's just it's a it's it's on IG credit to the race, um, and it's really just about um, honoring African people who are credit to our to our race, who who've done that work, um, and um, you know, um, who who's done that work to to move us forward and move our culture forward and and keeping their image and then their name out there. Who do you feel is a current credit to our race? Like who could possibly now be put on one of these shirts? Um you know that that's a that's a 
the reality is the number of people who could put on that shirt would be too vast for me to to call because those people who will ultimately end up on one of my shirts they were not the most important person in them being victorious in what they were trying to do so a lot of unsung heroes right you know what i mean so so the 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 you know what I mean? The, the the people who are helping you to get that thing. Like, we need someone's face on there. Right. But your face, you're holding a position, and there's work you can't do because you're holding that position. So those people are doing that work. So, but if I were to, um, you know, it, it's, put this way. I, I'd say this. I would I would charge that question to you and the listeners uh, and, and viewers of this to say, because if you look at Bob, Martin, Malcolm, uh, um, Martin, all of those guys were highly disrespected when they were in their heyday. They weren't looked upon as no heroes or nothing like that. Right. So I would say, who's in the movement right now that people are disrespectful to? <laughs> who people think, you know what I mean, don't know what they're talking about. All of the things they said to who the people that we now call great, yeah. if you, because it, it's going to be a pattern, you know what I mean? Because because certain level of thinking moving the culture forward, we don't like change. It's, it's growing pains. Yeah, it's like birth pains. So you know? <laughs> whoever they saying that about is probably the person who's who's leading the culture right now. All right, I would agree with that. All right, we, we almost done. We about to wrap this up. Um, unfortunately, my brother is not the city councilman for Williamton, Delaware, District 6. But he will continue to work with Mr. Ortega. Yeah, Josue Ortega, great guy. And the the um, the councilwoman who was the incumbent and won, her name is uh, Councilwoman Yolanda McCoy. And uh, there was a fourth person who ran named Yvonne Murray. Um, listen, I got, a, I got a group of people that I met on the campaign. A bunch of them are men who are excited about doing stuff. We're going to pick a goal come together, make a plan, execute it, do something else. Anytime we can plug Josue in, that's what we're going to do. Anytime we can plug the councilwoman, that's what we're going to do. If we need to give glory to somebody else so we can take it to another level, that's what we're going to do. Very proactive, you know? And, yeah. and that's what we need, people to, you know, be proactive and put their money where their mouth is, put their actions where their mouth is, you know? Yeah, so um, I appreciate you for uh, coming down, stepping back to the city, and let me sit down with you, man. Um, this was the blog father that is in Jahadi, Jahiti, Jahiti yeah. Smith, member of Brownfish, right. singer songwriter, not a publisher though. <laughs> no, no publishing in terms of music, you know, yeah, yeah, that, but not not a not a book, not yet, not yet, not quite yet. Maybe yeah. I beat him to that. But he definitely got the clothing thing going on, and he is a very respectable brother out in the community making things happen, man. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, you man. Bless, bless. God bless you with everything. I appreciate May it. May God shine on you and the family. You know what I mean? May everything that, that you your heart wants well. and desires come true. And, and you know, keep your hand on the torch. Yeah. Thank you, bro. You and yours as well, man. I hope I didn't ask you about the family, man. How's everybody? Man, we're well, man. We're well. You know the family.